Yo, what is happening, Joint Discussers? It's your man, Drew Dabs, coming at you with a new one. This is the podcast that pushes you to be the best version of yourself, reaching your highest potential. Let's get right into it. So, we are here with my mans, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mitch Dodge. What's good with you, bro? How are you living? Dude, I'm doing good. Uh, Drew Dabs, how are you, man? I'm all good, bro. First of all, I just want to say thank you for coming on. I appreciate you having me be a part of the show. And yeah, we got a lot to talk about in this short period. So I just want to get started with like a Mitch Dodge origin story. You feel me? Like a comic book number one type thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, where are you born and raised is my first question. Uh, I'm from San Diego, California. Uh, born and raised... Pretty much all over San Diego. Worse. Uh, never moved. Been here my whole life. And for a good reason. I, I see why you wouldn't want to leave. It's pretty nice here. I like it. Yeah. And it's funny how we met. Because like when I first moved to San Diego, like we met on something that wasn't even music related. It was just random in the mall. Yeah. I found out like at the Apple store. Yeah, yeah. Like I overheard you talking about like a spelling error on a flyer, talking about Mitch Doge. And I yeah. was like, wait a second, Mitch Doge. That rings a bell. Shout out uh <laughs> shout out Hot Star Cells and Stay Bad for that one. <laughs> it's cool to meet you that way because like I've heard the name and like I've heard some of your music and I may have even seen you live, but didn't really put like a face to the name yet but it was like cool to meet you in that way and it was kind of funny because like you like looked through my computer and I felt like it was kind of weird <laughs> but it is it weird just like, it is weird yeah but we got acquainted real quick and is I'm I'm hyped to say like we're still close we're still homies and it's cool to see how much that you've developed since we met that one day but Thanks, man. Of course, bro. And moving on, I just want to ask you, like, uh, what was your introduction to music production? Like, did you start off with electronic music or how did you find yourself involved in the electronic scene? Yeah, I didn't um, expect to produce electronic music when I first started writing music on my own. I was in a, I was in a band for a long time. I played drums. Um and it was like a heavy band, like breakdowns and, you know, the whole nine yards, playing shows, playing warp Tour and all that fun stuff. Wow, I didn't even know that you was on the band tip like that. So you're actually out here like playing gigs and stuff. Uh, back in, But this is like 2010 to 2014. Okay, so way back. So, but I was going to raves then too, but I wasn't like, I didn't know what DJing was. I was just kind of going to party because I liked electronic music at the time. And this was like... Old Dim Mac, Steve Aoki days, Hard on a Mansion, 2010, 2009. A while ago. A while ago now. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like that uh, that mainstream kind of house was like your first introduction to like electronic music. That's how you got into it. Uh, I think like my first, like my, I first started, my first stuff I got into was like a buddy of mine in high school that he was way into it. He was like going to raves already straight out of high school, like super ready um, all the time, trying to get me into it. And I think it was like upcoming Dead Mouse, 
Justice, Mastercraft was really big back then, like, you know, like all the time coming out with new music. So that was a lot of the stuff, like the L.A. hard electro scene was really pot, like stuff I would hear down in San Diego because I would go to Voyeur downtown. Um, that was like the first club. That was my first club. I actually went to like, they would do 18 and up shows every now and then. Okay. Um, so like my first show there, I think was Laid Back Luke. And that was like, dude, that was like the sickest back then, kind of Melbourne Bounce, Electro, and I've seen like Wolfgang Gardner there, and like we've seen dubstep shows there, like Caspa and Nero and a bunch of stuff. So that's what's up. Is that kind of what you think sets you over the edge to like embark on the production journey? Or what was like a moment if they had like a particular instance that really inspired you to get to work? I think it was like just falling head over heels with electronic music and just kind of completely being obsessed over it and then realizing, hey, well, I already write music and already do. I know how to write music, you know, like actual music from playing drums and different instruments growing up. So I wanted to, I wanted to like, how do you, how are these guys doing this? How are these guys making this electronic music that I love so much? Um, so I started, I think my first taste was like machine. I was like doing beats. Ooh, same here. Same here. I had the machine. Yeah, machine is so sick. I was on the same thing. I was just yeah. like making sampled beats with the pads mm-hmm. and like they weren't too good, but the process was a lot of fun. I think just hitting the pads and like playing around with it. It's exciting when you're doing that fresh, right? You know what I mean? First time you're doing something. Yeah, definitely. Super exciting. So, um, I mean, here we are. I think like somebody asked me the other day how long I've been producing and I think it was like now it's probably been like six years, I would say. Okay, where's so that? And how long have you been on Ableton? Uh, probably, I don't know, maybe like four. Oh, for sure. Three, four. And then before I was just playing around on the machine. Yeah, just like playing around. Well, that's cool. We had like a similar origin story. I can dig it. That's good. Bedroom DJ, too. I had like my tractor. <laughs> the tractor. You know what I mean? I was all about it, man. I was trying for sure. Well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I like to hear it. And uh, moving on from then to now, things have obviously changed drastically, but you still have been maintaining an output and having a regular release schedule. So I just want to ask, like, how have you been staying motivated to create music during this time of uncertainty? Because I know a lot of artists are struggling to find inspiration and they have been for the past few months with the quarantine and all. Right. Um, it's like a really hard question to answer because everybody's so different. You know, like I'm, I'm a different person than Drew Dapp. So what I find inspiration from is definitely going to be different than what you find. Yeah. But we might have some similarities, if, especially if we're friends. For sure. Um, so it's hard to answer that question. What drives me personally, though, if that works for anybody, would be just like, how much I just love it and want to continue to do it and would do it no matter kind of if we were playing shows or not, because I was still producing and writing music when I wasn't playing shows. I, that's kind of what I started doing. DJ, DJ just came with it. I was never expecting to DJ like that. So I've always, kind of, I've always been in the, in the bedroom, just messing around by myself doing this. So I guess I'm in my natural habitat right now, but for some people that aren't and, are struggling, I can totally imagine. I have my ups and downs for sure. I've had months where I haven't produced before because I just haven't felt it. 
Yeah, there's definitely ups and downs that comes with the the artist lifestyle. But I feel like once you have a habit in place, which I feel like you do, it's kind of hard to break the habit. And you kind of just get almost like addicted to writing music. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like every prolific artist gets to that point. I would agree with you for sure. I, I do it like at this point every day for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe not every, maybe six days a week. And, well, that's still solid, though. You know, yeah. And, but it's a habit. It's a it's yeah. a habit for sure. And speaking of your releases, you've had a couple new releases on the world acclaimed Dirty Bird. And one of my favorites that I've heard from you of all time is the new joint, The Wild Things and Nights. That's a good one. Can you tell me a little bit more about that track? Like, Yeah, dude. We, um, you know what? Actually, shout out first and foremost to my man, Sprout, a.k.a. Milad from the Afternoon Umbrella Friends for being with me on that one in Toke. We were actually uh, Zoom chatting uh, while I was, while I was like literally producing so it. So they were kind of like advising you as you... They were giving me tips and tricks and like, or like not tips and tricks, but like, hey, that sounds good for sure. And like we were, I was all kind of just, they were watching me do it and I was kind of answering questions too because we were talking about producing. I think Susio was on the call earlier and then he jumped off, but kind of like a producer hangout chat because it was like early stages of quarantine. Oh, for sure. And then you just like started getting to work and yeah. they witnessed it come to life and mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. helped you formulate some ideas. Yeah, and I didn't know, I wasn't planning on doing the vocal. Like this was pre-vocal on the track too. And the vocal is actually a sample of Christopher, Christopher walking, reading the book, uh, Where the Wild Things Are. So that's what inspired the name. Name, I can dig but it. But it's pretty. You should look that up too when you get a chance. Christopher Walken reading where the wild things are. It's. I mean, it's well, that's fire. <laughs> it's got a strong theme to it, and I think that's why that's one of your favorite joints that you've released to me. Like, yeah, I I really dig that one. But uh, speaking of producing, could you tell me a little bit about your setup? Like, what are some of your go-to tools? Uh, I'm currently all pretty much in the box. Same. I was like, I was very like, I know this might sound a little cliche, but like I saw a lot of videos early when I first started doing Ableton of like Skrillex and those dudes producing hits like on their laptop and listening to their laptop speakers. And I know that's probably not the final product, but I've seen a lot of these dudes write just insane tracks just all in the box and i've taught myself that and it's also helped me out a lot when i go to collaborate with other people as well um for sure i'm not depend- i'm not dependent on like any hardware or anything yeah i like that i like keeping it simple like not making it more complicated than it needs to be or feeling like you have to rely on like a lot of different aspects of the producing tools you know what i'm saying like i like being able to make a track no matter where I'm at with just a laptop and headphones. So right. I'm glad that you on the same wave. I, I like it. I mean, I, I there's like some like VSTs and like plugins I use and stuff, but nothing crazy. I mean, mostly like uh native Ableton stuff. Yeah. Just like play like MIDI and then like converting MIDI to audio or oh, yeah. sampling and resampling and flipping samples. I'm a big hip hop head too. And like, Reggae head and a lot of a lot of different of those beat style making are all a lot of samples. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of resampling for sure. For sure, bro. I feel like that adds a lot of character to your tracks and like 
like with your uh, wild things too. And like it helps develop the theme a lot. Yeah. I like that one, man. That, was, that came out fun. And like that, I took a chance on that one. I haven't really done like a fatty 808 kind of bassy, bouncy track like that. Everything done so I'm pretty minimal. Yeah, so it sure. has been more minimal. So For sure. But uh, moving on, what are some of your favorite festivals that you played? Like, what are your favorite memories? And which one are you most excited to come back as soon as everything in our world returns to normal or a new kind of normal? Oh, man. I definitely want to do new stuff when we come back. I want to play new festivals or new things. But, I mean, like, Desert Heart. I played Desert Hearts Festival for my first time um last year which was incredible i mean monday morning i played after cut snake uh 8 a.m to 10 a.m oh that's a prime time set it was insane and then dj dan played after me um so it was crazy i had a two-hour slot it was freezing cold shout out joe p for holding down with me on the stage management and oh for sure Everybody that was bouncing on stage, it was cra- I had like literally every single one of my best friends with me on the stage at the same time. It was the most insane thing. That's got to be a good feeling. And like I've seen those pictures from your set at Desert Hearts. And yeah, it definitely seemed like a magical moment. And me like just meeting you and me coming up as a producer, that was really inspiring to me to see you doing it big like that. So big ups to you, bro. Thanks, man. For sure. Um, I did go up. I went and played Hawaii um, for the Dirty Feet Crew camp out, too. That was pretty sick. Shout out Chance King and the Dirty Feet Crew. They flew me out for that. Oh, that well, was, straight up, bro. That's definitely yeah, that a, sick. That's got to be sure. a, a special memory for sure, dog. Mm-hmm. I bet you wouldn't mind playing that one again. And that was my first time going to Hawaii. I'd never been to Hawaii, too. So that was like on and their festivals on the North Shore on the beach we camped on the beach every night it was like three days in a row oh yeah that's insane that's definitely a magical moment in time for sure bro that's awesome i bet you it felt cool to be like there on music business you know what i'm saying for your first visit yeah that was for sure well hey thank you so much for sharing your time letting the people know what's up getting into the background of mitch dodge a little bit now, I just want to leave it off with anything that you want to plug, what you got coming up that you want the people to know about. Um, right now, Not really much right now. I mean, we got some stuff in the works that I can't really talk about. Uh, we got some releases that are that are planned, but they will be announced soon. It's not quite yet. Um, we just did the... We just, but they're coming. They're coming. They're still coming. So we got the... We just had the Jack release, though, which is Ghetto Blasters label. Uh, I had a track just come out uh, two Fridays ago called I Just Want It. Um, Frequency Clash. That's like me, Lee Reynolds, Susio, Memorex, and those dudes. We just did the compilation, Frequency Clash Volume 1. You can find that, B-Port, Spotify. I don't know, man. Just it's The music's out there. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm posting it. Uh, Mitch Dodge, Instagram, wherever. So keep it locked to my man's socials. He's definitely keeping the heat coming. A name to look out for, for sure. Thanks for having me, dude. Oh, and that's pretty much going to bring it to a conclusion for this very special joint discussion with Mitch Dodge, San Diego's own. Big ups to the dude. He got a good head on his shoulders. He's a good homie. Excellent producer. So make sure you give him a follow on social media and run up his music. Show him some love on Spotify, all that good stuff. 
And moving on, if you've been messing with the Doing Discussion podcast, what you got to do is hit the subscribe or the follow button right now. I mean, like right now, right now. So you stay up to date with future episodes. And if you want to be an OG VIP contributor to the podcast, what you can do is sign up to be a monthly supporter. And that goes a long way to sustain future episodes and keep the ideas coming, keep the podcast fresh for your ears. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, the long way fam. We'll catch you next time. Stay up, stay positive, stay rare.